Yo, yo, what up, everybody? So today is, uh, I think it's December 23rd, 2020. It's about 7.30 in the morning. I think it's the 23rd. I'm always wrong on these fucking days. Not today's the 23rd. It's Wednesday. Um, and I'm gonna do this episode. Uh, I'm gonna do this episode a little bit before Christmas. And maybe I'll do a little bit after Christmas. I'm not exactly sure. Um, Or maybe I'll just finish it up maybe tomorrow. You know, I'm going to start it off today, though. Might be a little bit of a long one, depending on uh, if I can get my bro to chime in over here. Uh, I haven't talked to him about podcasting, but I don't know. Maybe, Maybe he has time, maybe he doesn't. If not, I got, I got stuff to talk about now um i got some things i've been watching uh you know and i finished up the mandalorian so that's gonna start i'm gonna start there um boy oh boy but but before i get into the mandalorian let me uh i've been watching uh kingdom on netflix uh i think it's like some mma Kind of show. I'm not exactly sure if it's. Uh, it says audience n- network. I don't know what the fuck kind of network that is. It's an alright show. I, I think season one actually kind of sucked. Season two is a lot better, but so far. But season one was kind of like uh, blandish. Like for a show about MMA fighting, they don't do a lot of fighting. There's a lot of bullshit going on. I mean, I get that they do training and shit. The MMA fighters, like, the fight is actually, like, 20 minutes of their whole, like, a three-month journey. But there's not a lot of fighting in there in general. Uh, I think there's, like, two fights in all, or three fights in all of season one. But I'm watching Kingdom. I'm probably going to watch season two. And I don't know if I'm going to watch season three yet. Because season two is kind of long. And, again, the season two is kind of dragging on, like... Uh, it's kind of dragging its feet a little bit. It's better than season one, but it's it's really dragging its feet. But anyways, I'm watching that. Obviously, Christmas is like a hop, skip, and a and a fucking wink away, and a jump, and a fucking a tussle, and a, and a twirl. Like it's right, it's right upon him. If you don't know, Christmas is like two days from now. Like it's it's one like two sleeps, and that's it. And it's really, for Mexicans, like, one sleep. Because Christmas Eve, basically, is Christmas Day. Um, so, excuse me. So, I got, you know, they got that. And then I've, um, like to talk a little bit. I mean, I don't know if I can. The Lakers opening night. They lost against the Clippers last night. Uh, I didn't watch. I was, go- I was going to, but I, I ended up working out. And then, like, I tuned in, like. I started seeing there was like six, seven, eight minutes left in the game. But they were down like 109 to like 90 something. I was like, oh, I wasn't even close to even tune in like the last couple of minutes. Like, and it, did, it wasn't even really close to get the, the Clippers beat us. But uh, do I really care that the Clippers beat us in opening night, the first game out of 72 or 81 or whatever? 
however many goddamn games. No, I'm not not even tripping about that. What I see with you know the Lakers, it was ring night, so in the banner night, and it's just all of that. There's a lot of things going on that's not have anything to do with the game. And Frank Vogel, I, Frank Vogel is an amazing coach. I mean, we're gonna get this right. We're gonna take a little bit of time. We're gonna get this right. So, is it Frank Vogel? Yeah, Frank Vogel. Yeah, but Frank Vogel, as I said before, probably just out of sheer stepping in, overcoming Kobe's death, this pandemic, the bubble, no, no crowd, coming in and coaching LeBron and AD and and company and the. The company of players around, like, I, just on on sheer circumstance alone, and the way he navigated everything, and what way he navigated everybody's playing time and all that, like Frank Vogel, just, just, the sheer job he did was amazing. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit for uh, this last title, and you know, I think he's gonna prove it again this season. How? good he is defensively as a coach and with some better pieces and then also you know another year in the system people know what he's gonna what he's up to you know the players know what he likes to run we might flex our muscle this season and hopefully get an 18 an 18 chip but that you know they, they were on last night i didn't watch it but they're gonna play christmas so i probably will watch the lakers season it's amazing that the lakers had their championship run then the Dodgers did well I don't know if it was the Dodgers and then the Lakers or how but then you know baseball is still kind of far out like but basketball is like back at it again like this Laker time the the Raiders fell down fell out the picture and now we're back in the almost full swing uh, basketball over here because baseball is the third tier, maybe even the fifth tier of sports I watch. Um, but yeah, you know, so I'm going to be having Lakers updates, you know, here and there. Talking about once they get to the playoffs, you know, their record, you know, any streaks that they're on. Any top-notch games that they play, you know. I, like the games are going to watch against the, the Brooklyn Nets uh, are a force to be reckoned with. They came out swinging for the fences, you know, Kyrie and KD. Uh, be interesting to see what happens with Harden and the Houston Rockets and so on and so forth. Be interesting to see what happens with the Warriors. Uh, the Clippers, obviously, you got to watch. Uh, you know, and then the Nuggets. The Nuggets were right there, not getting the heat. Celtics are always, you got to watch them. Uh, there's some big pieces out there in the East as well. I think uh, Milwaukee, the Sixers, you know, with the new coach, Doc Rivers. Um, so yeah, so there's, you know, so that's some basketball sports update, you know, now that football for me is uh, all but over, like I'm going to watch the Super Bowl, but, um, this season is so weird because I don't got, there is no, like the Chiefs are 15 or 14 and one or whatever, 13 and one, the Steelers kind of have fluttered the last couple of weeks the bills but there is no team out there where it's like oh bro like anybody but that team even the bucks the bucks have been beating um a couple of times and it's not like time i don't believe that they're gonna beat the seahawks or the packers in the playoffs 
in Lambeau or the Saints. Like, I think they're like the fourth or fifth rung team. Like, Ian, I think they're a wild card team, as a matter of fact. And I just don't see them winning in the playoffs. Like, in, like, I know Mahomes and them look like they're undefeated, but they lost to the Raiders, and that's kind of a big blemish. Uh, I know the Steelers done lost a couple games here and there, and that's. But, I mean, if you're a serious team, like the Bills came out and absolutely walloped us. The Colts did. I mean, the they had, we had no business even beating the Chiefs once, let alone nearly beating them the second time. I mean, we had no business. We had no business uh, because we're seven and seven, and we look like kind of like the average middle of the road team. We had no business beating them almost twice. So, I mean, but there's no real like, and like I said, the Steelers were undefeated. They were like ten and 0, 11 and 0, 12 and 0, whatever they were. Now they lost a few. Uh, the Bills, you know, look shaky as well. So, I mean, there's no, like, super dominant team where you're just absolutely rooting it. So, I mean, I guess the Super Bowl will be kind of like, okay, like, well, you know, it could be whoever. I mean, I guess I'll tune in towards the end of, you know, in a couple of weeks from now. Tune into the Super Bowl, pay attention. See who's in the playoffs, but... I won that, but basketball will be will be a full swing at that point. So I'm not really even concerned about it. Uh, but anyways, that was just some little updates there, little things I want to talk about. But we're gonna start talking about The Mandalorian um, season two, and boy, oh boy, this The Mandalorian season two was fucking light years. I don't even know light. I don't even know if that's even the good way to describe it. That shit was. Yeah, I mean, it was like it, season one was good. It had you know the child came up and you were like, whoa, like a little baby Yoda, and then it was like, no, his name is the child this season, and then and then they were saving him, and he had all the Star Wars, you know, mystique about it. He had the you know, the Mandalorians. And the cool gun scenes and, and you know Moff Gideon and you had you had a good story around it and it had all the good movie parts you know and it had some of the Empire weaponry still in existence and it had all these elements too that made it really good and Grogu really stole the show the child stole the show from the Mandalorian and it was like he's cute but he's sort of a Jedi but He's got the powers, but he's untrained. But he's just a child. He's only 50 years old, but he's small. Uh, all the memes went around about him. And, and you know what? You know, and this is the way... He, he, all of that. And they got into the little bit of the Mandalorian. You know, the... The Vescar, you know, metal. And how they were upgrading... Uh, the Man- Mando's suit. And all of that. That... Season one was good. Like I say, it was probably I watched it and I was like, okay, you know, it was good. It was a good little, a good little appetizer. Good little. I don't even know how to how you would describe it. Like you got the movies and you got some of these. And it was a good. And they had the spinoffs like uh, Solo movie and Rogue One and so on and so forth. 
And then the Mandalorian came out, and you were like, oh, okay, this is pretty good. It's actually, it's actually, it was actually really good. But season two, uh, you could put all eight of season two's episodes against all nine of the Star Wars episodes, movie-wise. And, and bro, it, you were at the same level. This is the same level. I mean... Yes, there was minimalish actors. Yes, you could at in spurts, and only in spurts, could you tell that the budget was like okay. Well, they're just the budget was a little bit lower, but they were pushing the story along. Like some of their space um, when he's in his his ship, the uh, what is it called the the Razor Crest. Uh, some of those scenes in the Razor Crest and some other scenes, it's like a little bit low budgetish. But it's not the whole season is not low budget. Like this was actually produced like a movie. Like each episode was like each episode was treated, I think, like a movie for the most part. Then, like I said, there is some instances where. The budget looks like it was like shrunken a little bit, and they're like, "Oh, we we'll just tighten up that scene a little bit. We don't need that much, you know, things to it." Like, like when he's flying in a ship, and then there's other scenes when he's like, they're just randomly talking to people, like, you know. But the season from from start to finish fucking phenomenal man I mean I'm gonna get into detail into each and one of these episodes I'm getting closer to work so I'm gonna pick this up after work I'm gonna see if my bro wants to chime in but the Mandalorian season 2 without even starting from the from the start of it uh, but I mean it, it, the season 2 of the Mandalorian if you, season 2 is uh, fucking Infinitely better than season one. I mean, it's it's not even close. Like this blue season one, I bet, and actually blue blowing the the even the movies out the water, uh, which is which is crazy to me because you know you wouldn't think you could be that good, but if you like Star Wars. And I, I'm pretty sure if you like Star Wars, you like you're absolutely in love with the Mandalorian, um, and you already know everything. So I'm not even spoiling it because it ended uh, almost a week ago now. Uh, and for those of you under a rock, there there isn't any section of the Star Wars fandom that is not not happy. With the movie. And I don't know even if I said that right. They're like every section of the fandom. From the old heads who don't like the new movies. From the Phantom Menace people. You know that that era of, of fans that. You know. That didn't like. You know what they did with Anakin. And, the, and that his whole setup. To the new the, the newer movies. The people that like them. You know the Kylo. You know. There isn't a section of the fandom. In the Star Wars fandom that did not like this for whatever reason 
this hit, this hit, they hit a, a walk-off grand slam on this bitch. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, for me, that has everything from the Clone Wars uh, spin-off little um, animated, the, the, the animated Clone Wars cartoon got those fans involved. It got them actually hyped. It's got the old heads hyped. It's got the new heads hyped. It's got... Everybody's hyped about the Mandalorian and, and for good fucking reason. It's, it's just fucking phenomenal, man. I mean, I don't know how it is to explain it. I don't know how to tell somebody like, hey, if you... If you like Star Wars, you're watching the fuck out of it. You know... And, and you're you loved it. You loved it. I loved it. I, shit. I mean, it, it 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 was just phenomenal, man. I mean, I I I liked it for myself for many reasons. I thought, like I said, the opening episode I thought was just fucking phenomenal, man. It just blew me blew me away. It had everything that I wanted in a fucking episode one of the Mandalorian. For all intents and purposes, in all. For its own right, it was a it was a movie, and it was a fucking good movie. And not only was it a good movie, but it was that it went hard. Like, like I don't know how to explain it. This is kind of like you know, like a UFC match or or a bar. Like this is like a Tyson fight. Like it started up, they had the walkouts. They had you know, you know. Introducing coming out of this corner, they had all that element, and then boom, like fucking a haymaker to end that shit. Thirty seconds in, like, and not that the Mandalorian hit the shit out the park, but about they hit they hit it out the park within like the first like ten minutes, and then the rest of the episode was just fucking insane. So we'll get back to talking this year shortly. Let's see if I can get drag my brother into it, or we'll see if I just do it solo. I'll be back here shortly. Okay, so The Mandalorian. Let's start it off the right way. Episode 1, as I said, episode 1 or episode 9. Uh, you pick up kind of where you left off on episode 8 of the season before. And um He's on a mission. He's trying to find a clue to uh, his kind, which is the other Mandalorians. And they tell him that there's a planet that he's got to go to where he can find some of his kind. So he go. Well, actually, I think I don't even know if that's how it goes. But he ends up. I think he ends up on. It's not Jakku. Where does he end up on? I think it's the same planet that Luke is from. I think. Or actually, not Luke. Uh, yeah, Luke. Luke and all them Obi Wan, but they're on the different, like they're on the different side of the planet. I think. I I, I didn't. Uh, the Mandalorian was like it's eight episodes. 
and it's every week and it took eight weeks so uh it's two months ago so i don't really remember how but anyways he ends up on the desert planet he uh he goes and immediately he comes across like resistance every fucking where um the locals not helping him And the story moves along. The Tusken Raiders are there. You got the the Javas, not Java, the Javas. Uh, you got you got a city that's been under siege, and basically it comes down to the sheriff of the town, which is I think Timothy Oliphant, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's like an imposter Mandalorian He's got the armor Of a Mandalorian But he's not a Mandalorian himself But he puts the armor on And because it's got a lot of high tech weaponry Nobody can fuck with him And he becomes In effect he becomes the sheriff of the town Which is The town has been constantly under threat of Both The Crate I think it's a crate dragon And like Thieves And everything else Like so keeping law and order was like, you know, high on his priority because if not, the town would go under. Uh, also, he's got to fight back the Tuscan Raiders that come in and raid his shit. Uh, all this going on, Mando tells him he wants the armor back. He tells him if you want the armor, you have to do something for me because uh, I can't give the armor up because the town will go under. So he's like, well, I'm going to take this armor because it doesn't belong to you. And, you know, it belongs with me and I'm going to take it back to where it needs to go. And they, in effect, he tells the, guy, the guy tells him, look, this this crate dragon uh, is fucking up everything. And if you're really good at killing shit, like they say you are, kill this fucking thing. And initially you think the crate dragon is just like a beast Like You know something like Elephant size Or maybe like You know like a giraffe size Like something beast But not like So you're like okay So he he initially he signs up for this fucking thing And I think they go and scout The, the crate dragon I think that's Let me look that shit up real quick it is, uh, let me see. I think, it, I think it, let me, I, hopefully I'm not, yeah, it is the crate dragon. Okay, uh, so, I think they go and scout it, and he comes across the Tuscan Raiders, and they, and they scout it together, and basically it comes down to, this fucking crate dragon thing is fucking huge. It's huge. It's it's not even B-size. This motherfucking thing is like... Uh, godzilla size. Like, it's fucking big. Like, it's a giant motherfucker. And this thing... Uh, is not easy to kill. And I, I don't know how many of these crate dragons there are rolling, roaming around the land, but... They are... It's fucking big. And and not you can't just shoot it. You can't just kill it. I mean, you have to. I mean, you have to really like cut this fucking thing up. Like, like it's fucking insanely big. So they, 
you know, he comes to the... The Tusken Raiders help him devise a plan. And they pretty much tell him, look... The Tusken Raiders, because it, it fucks with the Tusken Raiders too. They're willing to kill it. But then it require, it's going to require, like, both the Tusken Raiders and the village to come together and act as one unit. Because... Um, that's all there is. Like, it's just fucking... You know, this just—it's an impossible task. What isn't what is an impossible task becomes even more impossibler when you come to find out there's only like one way to kill this fucking crate dragon, and um, that's to get underneath it, which is very hard to do. Like, you have to blow it up from the underneath, and you have to blow it up because no gun, no spear is gonna do the trick. It's that fucking big. So they they get they get all of that shit, you know, situated, and they go and fucking do it, and that that shit is bad. I mean that that shit that shit alone was hard as fuck. I was like, bro, like these motherfuckers, and they kill they end up killing the crate dragon, you know. They establish peace with the village. Mando gets the suit, which is actually Bubba Fett's suit. Uh, but you don't, you know, they don't say who who suited is initially, and then, you know, everybody's happy that the crate dragon is gone, and it happened to be a female that had eggs, so they, they were even more happy with that. That it's not gonna reproduce for a cool minute there. But that was just episode one, and episode one to me reminded me of like an old western movie with Godzilla in it, and like it was like, dog, that shit was fucking wild as fuck from the jump. From the jump, I said from they hit they hit that shit out the park from the get from the get go, and then I think um, they end up on an ice planet, which I think is kind of cool. They end up he ends up picking up some like toad lady. Uh, I forget where they fucking pick her up at, but she can lead them to a Jedi, and I I, I think I'm skipping episode two, but. To me, when they head to the ice, uh, that was kind of cool because they hadn't. None of the movies had they been really been to an ice planet, and he crashes on an ice planet uh, with this fucking t- frog lady. And gro- the child still at that point in time is eating the lady's fucking uh, her eggs. <laughs> He's like popping them in there like they're fucking candies. Uh, that shit's kind of funny and. and you know, uh, I think he leaves the child at a school at some point. I forget which. But anyways, they they get they do the whole ice planet thing. He crashes. They actually gets chased by some X wings onto that planet. Crashes there, and that's how he ends up there. Because I think he's telling it out, and they're like tracking his ass down. And I'm not exactly sure why he's running from what would be the Republic or. What would be the resistance actually I'm not exactly sure why he's running from them uh, They don't really say I Just He just doesn't want to be on the radar uh, I'm assuming uh, So he dips from them And they he crashes on Ice Planet uh, He ends up fighting some like arachnid shits That's kind of cool Actually that's really cool Because that shit kind of reminded me of like aliens Like the movie Aliens But also tossed in there with like 
uh, episode four, five. I think it's episode five. Yeah, like the Hoth, the Hoth world. Um, you know, the Empire Strikes Back. That episode. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that. Like, they don't. I know. They try to get fancy with it a little bit, but sometimes some of the most plain alien worlds to me look the best. Like the one, that one on The Empire Strikes Back, the Hoth world was legit. I like uh, Endor. It was just like a big ass jungle or a forest, actually. Um, you know, and, and towards the earlier ones, when you know, like. The, the first, like, the Phantom Menace and all them, they dipped into, like, like, where they were building Death Star and all that, and that, and that was, like, a fire planet, I guess. I mean, you know, so, I, I mean, I was, like, you know, but they, they didn't get back to any of the ice planets since, that I'm, that I'm aware of, since, like, episode five, and they, and they kind of did that in this, I, I thought that was, I thought that was really cool. I was, like, I was, totally juiced that he was on ice but and then he ended up having like a cool little mission like Grogu woke up all the spiders and then they came to fucking fuck him up and then they ran to the ship and they were like hunkered in the ship and they got saved by said X-Wings that were trying to uh, jam him up in the beginning so they help him get up and get out of there and he goes and he makes it to a planet uh, and he can get repaired He's at that planet. He leaves. That's where I think he leaves Grogu at the school. They, he helps them. I forget what he. He helps these other Mandal. Uh, they're not Mandalorian people, but I don't know who they are. They're trying to hijack a ship and like the weaponage. And I think he does. He goes to help them. Um. And they wanted. They wanted. The main mission of the girls. That the girl Mandalorians is they want to take the dark saber from Moff Gideon, and that's what they really want. But they they're trying to get back some weapons from him in general, and they're trying to commandeer like his fucking shit. Like, so they they task uh, Mando with going up in there and getting the ship, and they do. And then by the time he's done with all that. His ship is fixed. He takes off, you know, with Grogu. And they actually are the ones that tell him where to go find a Jedi. They tell him to go to this planet and you're going to meet a Jedi. They don't say who. And they'll help you out. Um, at which point comes... You see, the, episode one was a fucking bombshell. The episodes, like, two... Two, three, and I think four are like bombshells as well. Like, they just fucking like, to me, they were good, even though I like skimmed over it. I'm missing a lot of it, but it's been so long. Uh, but to me, it crescendoed again. Like, it was good, and then it was like, it dipped in. Not, but they pushed the story. It wasn't a dip in quality, but it was like, the episode nine hit with the bang, and then it was like, kind of like, burn. And then, like, right in the middle of the this, this season, they hit with another bang, which is this episode. He goes to a planet. And he's looking for a Jedi. He's got the coordinates, and he knows 
where to find this shit, alright? And anyways, this town or this village is like under siege. Like, they got, they're walled up in the fucking, like old school, like, dark age fucking territory. These walls that are like 20 feet tall with guards posted up at the top to stop something from coming in, which you don't know yet, but it's a Jedi that's fucking picking off. Trying to, This Jedi is trying to liberate the city and these people at the city, which you don't know yet, are trying to kill the Jedi or and or get rid of the Jedi and they're you they're doing by any means this they're killing the the townspeople they're killing all kinds of people at which point you find out like Ashoka is fucking comes out of nowhere and just starts fucking murking people left right up down sideways vanishing in the smoke that shit was hard bro that that uh Played by uh, well, who the fuck played the show? I got the name right on the top of my head. Um, she's actually in a lot of movies and a lot. There's a lot of different, but her, I think she, I think she, she did a show well and uh, and goddamn it, who? Let me let me Google this shit real quick. It's, it's gonna piss me off. This. Okay, Ashoka Tano. Okay, wait, 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 wait. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. No, no, Wiki. You can't trust Wikipedia. Alright, Ashoka Tano actress is none other than. Oh, Rosario Dawson. There we go. Rosario Dawson fucks that shit up, bro. Um. She's in a lot of, like I said, she's a well-seasoned, she's a veteran to the game. She's in a lot of different movies. Uh, I like most of the movies that she actually in and most of her roles. It's not like she does some dumb shit, but... Rosario Dawson plays Ashoka Tano, and you know what? That fucking episode was fucking hard, bro. That that shit had me fucking was like... So much... With that, with her in it so much, it it unfolded another layer to what's gonna happen in the because they can keep this Mandalorian going. I think this this season was so good; it deserves another season or two or three, and they can just bounce off of shit that happened in this season. It actually this season opened up. That's why I think this season it was so good. This rivals the actual episodes that came out in the, the cinema like uh, Ashoka Tano's there if you, if you guys don't know she was in the Clone Wars uh, training under uh, Anakin at the time before Anakin was uh, I think he was still a a, a pad one to Obi but the Clone Wars was it was before he was like fully Darth Vader, obviously in the movies. Uh, this was takes place probably between episodes two and three, uh, when she's with uh, when Ashoka is basically fighting under and training with Anakin at that time, 
And he, for the most part, isn't as, like, evil with, with her. But it, it, her battle... The, the, the mayor of that city tells Mando, look, there's a person you got to kill. It's a Jedi. You hate them. You hate their kind. Uh, kill kill them. Kill her. Kill whoever the Jedi is. Kill them. We'll give you this 100% Vescar fucking spear as payment. And, you know, just kill her. And then he goes and meets her. He goes and meets Ashoka Tana. And that's when she finds out that he's got Grogu. Uh, he tries to give her Grogu. She tells him that the child's name is Grogu. Uh, she can communicate with him telepathically. He doesn't. He doesn't get it. And I think it's made to be that way. Um. Because he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand what the child is or doing. He doesn't get that. He's basically would be like me and you. If you've seen somebody hovering fucking items and stopping a car from smashing you, you wouldn't understand it either. And then they even make mention to they think that there's a fucking wizards or there's like there's some sort of wizardry or witch witches or I think I forget what term they use a time or two during during the season that the Jedi are some sort of ancient mythical wizards like and so. She tells him, yeah, he's got the talent to do it. Uh, he was at the temple. Well, I'm not sure if he was at the temple or where he was at. But he was... And he went sent He went sent, uh, hiding because of what happened. And she pretty much lays out that she can't train him because she's afraid. And he's afraid of using the force... And she's afraid of training him because of, of what happened with Anakin. Anakin obviously turned into a fucking monster. Uh, enslaved the fuck out of everybody. But basically, you know, he finds out, Mando finds out that, that the child's name is Grogu. And he goes and he squares up with uh, the mayor and basically Ashoka and Mando take down the, the mayor and the corrupt they free the, they liberate the city and he gets the spear and he also keeps Grogu momentarily um, Ashoka basically tells him look you gotta go to this planet and on top of this mountain there's a there's an altar take him there if if there's any other Jedi or out there you know, the and they he they can feel him through the force. Uh, they'll respond to him if he if he needs help or may or maybe not. They maybe they won't. They, he's gonna basically it's a it's their own internet. Whatever. <laughs> so Mando finds out that the the child's name is Grogu. Uh, he meets Ashoka. Ashoka parts her own way. Um, she's off to liberate another planet. They don't say really what she's doing, but pulling outside of this, Disney did a whole reveal like a week ago or two, and they've said that Shoka's gonna get her own series, and I'm pretty sure she's gonna run into the Mando a time or two. And now they're see 
this is what I think is going on. Let me pull back from the Mandalorian for a second, but I think Star Wars is now trying to set themselves up like Marvel, and where every person's got their own series, movies, this and, that, and they want the stories to intertwine. They want it to be uh, to have this long arc. This and then for for what I think is leading to because we got Obi Wan story coming up. We've got. You know, if you've seen the Mandalorian, you got the book of Boba Fett, you got Ashoka, you got um, the Mandalorian season, you're going to have, so I think they're all going to collide again, and they're probably going to square up with Darth Vader, maybe uh, they're going to show maybe Vader and Luke clashing, I don't know, I don't know how it's going to be, um, I actually I don't know. I think this is post Vader's demise, but you maybe they're gonna you know, there's other Sith out there, you know. So there there's there's a whole slew of possibilities and things and I think they're gonna uh they're gonna all tie in. Like that's what's phenomenal and I you know and Ashoka had, you know, like a half of an episode and it blew it was like mind blowing. Mind fucking completely blown. Anyways, he sends they uh, Ashoka sends Mando and and Grogu out to find this fucking planet, and I think he gets they get to this planet. At which point, Mando places Grogu on the altar, and if you haven't seen the meme where he's fucking doing his Namaste stance, his yoga stance, and all that. Um. And he's surrounded by the force. Not even the Mandalorian can get through it. Nothing can get through it. Uh, he's talking. And at which point you find out that the Mandalorian has been tracked this entire time from episode one through space. Uh, or episode eight, nine, I should say. He's been tracked all the way. And now you get to... Uh, he's being hunted. Is what, what, what comes out in effect... Anyways, the guy is after the suit that Mando got in episode 9. And he wants it back. He says he's the owner of it. And if you know anything, you knew right away that was Bubba Fett. That's why I knew it was Bubba Fett. I was like, oh shit. Like, But first, you got to take into consideration Bubba Fett survived falling into the, the sand pit. And the beastie's stomach. Which was not... An impossibility because if you think about Mando, Mando survived being swallowed by a crate in the in the beginning of this. It was no to me. It was no big deal that Bubba Fett survived. Uh, I think it's a sitar. No, not the sitar. The uh, fuck. What's the name of that? I don't know. It's not. It's not coming to me off the top of my head. But he survives falling into that pit. Uh, it, it didn't surprise me at all. Like. And it has long since been uh, talked about that he survived that. Uh, never shown in the movies. Uh, they kind of glazed over him. But Bubba Fett to me is one of my more favorite characters because he's got the weaponage and he's just a badass bounty hunter. Like he's you know he's just badass. He's neither good nor bad. Um, he's just out for the money. He's a he's a mercenary. Just, you know, he's a great. And he shows up in he shows up in the Mandalorian and he basically. 
after everything happens, they get tracked down by a Moff, uh, Moff Gideon and a little tussle ensues on the land. Uh, the stormtroopers, again, they get fucking walloped, but Moff Gideon sends down uh, these, these, they're not stormtroopers, but they're like, they're robot, they're a death squad, basically. Uh, and their armor is the same armor that's got that's Darth Vader's armor is made out of, and they're just they're just made to like not fucking break. And so they they hijack Grogu. Um, they hijack Grogu, and basically they're after his DNA because they're trying to they're trying to replicate it, which makes sense because. Palpatine and Snoke and so on and so forth were trying to, um, or they did in the newer movies. It ties into the new movies too. I think they were trying to do cloning through the dark side, and and I kind of get that. That's kind of uh, cloning for whatever reason in in our day and age in life is seen at as a negative thing, but I don't think it's that negative, especially if you can replicate. Um, cloning for you know keeping yourself alive or or just you know just having another you you know I don't see cloning as being that bad they want to push the artificial intelligence artificial intelligence on people and robots and this and that I think cloning is the actual the frontier because when we go to space robots Break down. You're gonna need people to do shit, anyways. Um, and robots cannot tell you, cannot make judgment calls. Uh, as much as people want to send drones and shit, they just can't do it. They just—it's too hard. Nature gave us one of the most adaptable bodies in in the history of the world, and you can clone up twenty people and set up a base somewhere in outer space and continue pushing. Yeah, obviously robots are going to play a, a role. Like in Star Wars, a lot of them have a role. But overall, in general, like I think clones is where it's at. But regardless, they're just after Grogu's DNA. They they take him. They arrest him. Uh, they get... You know, they they take him from the Mandalorian. And Odd sets off a chain reaction... To get back Grogu, like <coughs> Mandalorian sets off to go find. Well, actually, he's teamed up. He's teamed up with Bubba Fett. Bubba Fett promises him to to get the child back. Um, and basically, he tells him, "Look." You kept your promise. I got the armor. I'll keep mine to the bargain. I'll help you get the child until the child is safe. You know, so, you know, Mandalorian's like, okay, now he's pissed. So at first they set off to go get some backup because, you know, it's going to be kind of hard to get in on uh, Moff's uh, fucking cruiser, whatever he's got. It's not, it's not an actual... Uh, 
destroyer, a star destroyer, or one of those big ass vehicles that they got, but it's like a step below that. An Imperial cruiser, maybe. Um, so he goes and gets back up. That's a whole episode. He goes and gets the guy, you know, is a good, he was serving under the Imperial army for a while. Um, they bust him out of jail. Actually, it was a guy that Mando, I think, put in jail in season one when they were trying to jack the ship uh, in season one. Then they do a whole heist there, and the escape plan is pretty good. And, you know, he pops that guy in the head, right in the head. <laughs> and uh, that, that you know, getting that guy, I forget his name, uh, getting that guy freed. And then they go to the planet and they free they kind of free the planet of the of the imperial presence there as well. Uh but they end up they end up killing some of the head on and they get the coordinates to Moff Gideon's cruiser, at which point they hatch the plan to now take over and get back Rogue. That's the that's the rescue. I think that's the last episode. The rescue and the re- and the last episode really broke the internet. Well actually it broke the Star Wars fandom. Um, if you're a fan of Star Wars, you know exactly what happened in the last episode. I shouldn't even talk about it, but I am. Uh, they head out. It's Bubba Fett, Bubba Fett's uh, sidekick, the Mando, two of uh, Mando's, or three of Mando's side, like a chick squad. They got Gino Cronus. Gino Cronus character. She's a sheriff of a planet. Um, they got the two other Mandalorians that that want to actually have the Mandalore come back on their home planet. That's their ultimate goal. Uh, so they assemble a, a mini team. It's like six, five or six or seven of them to go and track down Moff Gideon's cruiser, board it, take Grogu, and kill everybody on board if they need to. At which point, they all have their flying in space. They hijack... Uh, one of their scientists and have him uh, you know they're like you know he needs help he's being chased by Bubba Fett but everybody is on that ship and they fly they're flying to Moff Gideon's cruiser they board the Bubba Fett peels off and Moff Gideon finds out that Mandalorian and a bunch of people got on board. At which point he charges up the the kills his uh, robot kill squad up, uh, and they at for a time that they fuck up like all the stormtroopers. But then it gets to the fight between the Mandalorian and and just one of these uh, these uh, killbots. That shit goes hard because that fucking thing was slugging the fuck out of Mandalorian's the Mando's head like up against the steel wall, and it was just one. I mean, he took it to him. Uh, he got lucky; he was able to uh, fend himself off. But that that shit was hard. If you didn't see that fight, that was cool. And then he launched the rest of them, you know, into orbit. Uh, at which point you think, you know, you've seen space movies, you've seen when they get sucked out into the, the vacuum of space and all that shit. You know, oh, it's the end, you know, the robots went out there, you thought they were going to freeze up and 
But nah, they get to the cockpit and then you find out that all those robots that he sucked up, probably like 20 of them, hop back up on the ship. They come back up on the ship and they make their way to the bridge. At which point, it's... Oh, the Mandalorian also... Mando fights Moff Gideon for a little bit, but he kind of whips his ass. Like, it wasn't even that close. Um... But they tussle a little bit. Anyways, he takes him to the bridge. Everybody's on the bridge except for Bubba Fett. At which point, all of those robots come back, and the last the last five minutes of the fucking episode was just pure fucking Star Wars gold, bro. Like they took the gloves off and they let you know the robots come up to the bridge and they fucking are punching through the fucking blast proof doors they're fucking hammering that shit like a jackhammer would that shit was hard as fuck and then out of nowhere you see these X-Wing alone X-Wing peeling around the front of Moff Gideon's cruiser and dock at which point they show a figure get off the ship uh, with the saber and just start fucking ripping these robots up. Fucking left. I Like every security camera. He's fucking taking out the robots. Left, right, up, down, sideways. Fucking their shit up. Uh, they zoom in on him from behind him. And you see the green saber and the glove on his hand. And I knew right away it was Luke. Um, but you know, you just never know. You just... You, you don't know how these things shake out. Uh, at which point... He gets on an elevator and probably gives the, I think it's about 30 seconds. The most, the baddest ass 30 seconds a Jedi has had since, um, fuck, man, I don't know. I don't think a Jedi's had that, maybe since, since Yoda picked up arms against fucking, um, Count Dooku, uh, maybe, you know, uh, Obi versus Darth Maul, or, or maybe, you know, but that wasn't really a fight. Uh, maybe Darth Maul versus Obi and Qui-Gon. I, I'm trying to think of what other bad, I mean, it was fucking bad, bro. The way he fought, dude, he just fucking walked through the hallway of sheer death, of sheer death fucking hack and slash these fucking robots and then he force gripped the last robot and crushed it like that shit was hard at which point i don't know if he cut open the doors or if they just opened the doors and he came through and he unmasked himself as being luke i mean meanwhile all the meanwhile grogu knows who it is he's watching on the cameras and he's like he's trying to i think they're communicating where he's at to get to the bridge. And then you get... You get it all right there. You get... You know, Luke. He tells him, may the force be with you. Uh, he tells Mando, look, he's not... He he just wants you to... You know, he wants... He want you know... He grew a bond with him. And he told him, look, he, I will train him. Uh, so that way he can take care of himself. That way he doesn't need to be rescued by anybody. And that he'll be able to... Be the Jedi he needs to be. And there's no there's no doubt that Grogu's gonna need to be trained because the attacks on his life will never stop. 
It doesn't matter if you're good or bad. That's why a lot of the Jedi's went into isolation. Because to get a moment of peace, you have to really pull yourself away from everything. Uh, that's the one thing the Jedi, I think the Jedi understood. Even since the very first episodes. Uh, into hiding, they must go into exile. Yoda did. Uh, Obi did. You know, a lot of them did. A lot of, you know, again, Luke did. It's because the power is so great. You know, the weapons are so... And everybody is after you, like... So, and But you need to be able to defend yourself using the Force, using any which way, you know... The, the Force, I think, requires you to train nonstop all the time. And Grogu is just untrained. He don't have... And he's small. But the size doesn't matter because I think... I think the main, the main difference going to be between Yoda and Grogu is Grogu's younger. So I think he's going to be able to force move a lot of things better than fighting with the saber because there's a, there's a, a for sure size differential and in episodes one two and three yoda was not as old but not as big but he was still kind of i mean maybe he was like two feet tall three feet tall but he was still able to fuck you up with the saber because of his size grogu can take a number of years before he reaches that size before he's able to just straight up fight you hand to hand so i think he's gonna be able to use the force more like Darth Sidious can initially and then as the time wears on maybe do different things with it maybe be able to, maybe be able to who knows what Grogu's powers are he, Grogu's got Jedi-esque powers with no training um it'll be fascinating to see but anyways Grogu takes off with Luke Luke's got him you know uh, you know, it just and if you think about the the episode seven, eight, nine, you know what happens with Luke and and Kylo and where's Grogu? Grogu probably was out by that point in in hiding somewhere. So they got a lot of story to cover. The last episode was amazing. That shit was hard, bro. The hallway scene, reminiscent of when Darth Vader and Rogue One. Uh, that those hallway scenes are fucking bad, bro. But I don't know. Those scenes are bad. But then the scene too with uh, Ray and Kylo Ren in, in Snoke's ship, hard as fuck too. Hard. Those fucking shits hard, bro. Um, I'm geeked out about. It. I I couldn't believe how good this this Mandalorian season was. And then, and then you watch the credits at the last episode sixteen, and you get the teaser. Bubba Fett fucking kills off that lackey that was Jabba the Fett's fucking lackey. And he, in effect, becomes king of the bounty hunters. He becomes the mob boss. Uh, I was telling my bro that, like, look, he's going to be in control of, of all the underbiddings that happen in this uh, Star Wars. Things that's got a lot to do with... Uh, Not is it fish? I don't know. Uh, Poe, I think it's Poe. Poe was running with some smugglers in episode nine. They they he meets up with them. Um, he's a smuggler. Han Solo's a smuggler. The hut, the huts uh, were in charge. Now they pretty much put Bubba Fett is going to be in charge of it. He's in control of some shit. Bro, the fucking story is 
out of control. You got Luke with Grogu. There, I know, I know Star Wars is not going to fail me. George Lucas will not fail me. Because this, this, this I know we're going to see Luke train Grogu. Grogu's not, his story's not done. They hit the fucking jackpot. Grogu taking off with Luke. That couldn't have been written any better, bro. This, this shit was fucking hard. Ashoka's getting her own shit. The Mandalorian is going to get a, a season three. And, you know, how, you know, Bubba Fett, god damn it, bro. The, Star Wars done fucking hit the, they, I mean, this, the Mandalorian episode just hit a fucking, they hit, they didn't even hit it, they just fucking clobbered. They threw, they threw a touchdown on the opening possession and then they fucking, they hit a Hail Mary before halftime and they just fucking, Lit it up in the second half. You know what I mean? I mean, this was a great, great season. I could not believe it. I was like shocked, like every other episode, man. I'm telling you, like, Lou, you got, I mean, the, the last episode was better than the first episode, which was somehow better than Ashoka's episode. But Ashoka's, I mean, it, I mean, and it's so weird because now you're going to, maybe Ashoka and Luke got to kind of, maybe they're going to tingle tangle a little bit. You know, you never know because, uh, she trained under his dad. Like, you know, maybe she helped him a little bit with his training post, uh, Return of the Jedi. You know, I don't know. They got to show, I don't know if they meet. We don't know this yet. We don't know. Like, there's so many fucking possibilities. So many possibilities. We're going to see what the fuck we're trying to do. Moff Gideon is cloning some shit. Maybe he's going to clone the next Sith. We don't know. Uh, The Sith haven't made their presence known yet. But I'm pretty sure with the Jedi's in existence, the Sith is not far behind them. I think we're going to get, hopefully, in the Mandalorian Season 3 or some of these other... Uh, maybe Bubba Fett's gonna become employed by the Sith. The Sith are shady, you know. The, to me, this is just fucking the the Mandalorian season two fucking kicked the door down on every goddamn motherfucking thing, bro. I I, I you know fuck it was that good. This, this whole season was fucking good. I can't believe it. Uh. I'm talking about it. And I ran through... And I was going to talk about Christmas. And I was going to talk about... A little bit of fucking... You know... Some other bullshit... Kingdom. But The Mandalorian was that good. I mean... It's hard to compress eight episodes down into a fucking hour chat. And it's hard to even contain my excitement. Because I... I like Star Wars. I've watched... All of the Clone Wars... Animated. I've watched... All nine movies. I watched both spin or th- all three spinoffs, two or three spinoffs that they got: Rogue One, Solo. Um, I think the only two spinoffs. I watched The Mandalorian. I watched literally everything uh, on Star Wars, and I'm like, dog. They can't. They open up the fucking, open this shit wide the fuck up, bro. Uh, we need more of this shit. We need the, we need the setting up of the Knights of Kylo Ren. We need, you know, we need all this shit. And Star Wars, you got a lot of you got a lot of work. You got a lot of work to cover, bro. Um, John Favreau, you know, kudos, man. You fucking 
took this shit and hit it out the park, bro. Unbelievable. Um, but with that said, you know, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I'll, I'll get an episode up hopefully before, hopefully next Monday, you know. And uh, we'll take it from there. We'll see. Well, actually, we'll see. Maybe I'll lag a little bit um, because of the New Year's and all that. But I'll get some shit up next week, you know. So if you guys haven't seen Mandalorian, go watch that fucking shit. That fucking a 10 out of a 10. It had, every, it had everything I could possibly imagine in, in a season. Phenomenal. All eight episodes, I think, are on par with all nine movies. So it is what it is, guys. I'll catch you guys later. I'm out. Peace.